Hello and welcome to the Blanchestown Library podcast on 92.5 Phoenix FM with myself, Andy. And my guest today is my colleague from Blanchestown Library, uh, Barry O'Carroll. Welcome along, Barry. Hi, Andy. Thanks for having me. How are you keeping? Good, good. I haven't seen anyone at the library in, in quite some time, so it's nice to, to speak to a colleague. Well, we're still all alive and kicking here anyway. Um, exactly. Although... As you know yourself, still uh, at the time of recording here, uh, COVID level five restrictions. So unfortunately, our beloved library is uh, closed to the public, Barry. Um, it is, it is. But hopefully, hopefully in the in the next while, we'll, we'll be able to welcome people back in again. Yeah, indeed. Um, you know, as you know yourself, we still have lots of different um, events happening online and stuff like that. Um, and to anybody actually out there just listening, um, we do still have the cocooning library up and running. Unfortunately, as I said, the doors are closed uh, to anybody who wants to come in and browse and pick books. Uh, we still have all of our e-services up and running. Um, and you can check them out at fingal.ie and on our different Twitter, Instagram and Facebook platforms. Um, but we do actually also have our cocooning library up and running. Uh, so I have a contact number. I actually have two contact numbers here. Um, if you want to get in touch with them uh, and you know cre- request different books and library materials and stuff there so it's uh, there are a Dublin number so it's 018906719 so that's 018906719 and the second number then for the cocooning library is 018604290 so I'll just repeat that again it's 018604 4290. So, anybody uh, wants to check us out there, all that information is available, as I said, there at uh, fingal.ie. So, Barry, uh, this week um, on the radio show, um, we're just going to, you're going to tell us a bit about the uh, European Direct Information Centre at the Blanchestown Library, which you, you work um, a lot with when you're here. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that's it. So the the, the centre, uh, a lot of people might be familiar with it, is, is based at Blanchestown Library and is managed by uh, Siobhan Walsh and I help out as well. So it, it's basically Europe Direct is a place people can go for any queries that are linked to the European Union. So that, that could be anything from questions about uh, citizenship or residency or uh, consumer issues. We've got a lot of queries recently about people with cancelled flights, for example. So the idea is, in some cases, we'll be able to give you an answer ourselves, but in others, we'll be able to direct you on to kind of different organisations like the European Consumer Centre or that, and they'll be able to assist you further. People un- under normal circumstances, people can come into the library and, and get lots of information as well. We've lots of brochures and leaflets all about how the EU works, and they, they tend to be quite popular with schools in, in particular. Um, you know, the library, as you, as you were just saying, we, we might have our door shut, but you know, the Europe Direct Centre is, is still running and you can still send us email queries at, at, at europedirect.fingal.ie. We're still there to answer your questions and we're still, you know, running our events in a different format, but, you know, everything is still running. And how have you kind of adapted your events? Um, are they, I, I presume there's, there's stuff online, is there, or do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think everyone in the country's had to adapt their their way of working. I mean, we were just talking about that exactly, before we yeah. kind of started recording there. 
and, and the and Lancashire Town Library, Fingal Libraries in general are no different, and the Europe Direct Centre is no different. So, I mean, at, at, at the beginning, it was a bit, you know, it caught us all by surprise, but we've kind of settled into it now and are, and are a little more used to it. So you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, a lot of our events moved into an online format. Um, you know, um, which has been challenging at times, but I think you know now we've, as I said, we've settled into it and we're, we, we've kind of found our stride. And, and what the event I'm going to talk about today about the European Green Deal is, is a good example of that. I think that's brilliant. Brilliant. Um, yeah, do you want to tell us a little bit about the the European Green Deal then? Um, and yeah. The, well, just to say to you, you kind of normally at this time of year is when we would be hosting our kind of flagship event of the year, which is usually a, a major conference. Last year, it was in the Castlenock Hotel, and we had like nearly 300 people in attendance. Now, obviously, that's not going to happen this year. 300 people packed into a into a room. Um, and last year's conference was interesting because it was all about the climate emergency. So we, we had a number of speakers talking about um, really what, what the issues were that we're facing the, the, the whole planet. And this year's event um, is more looking at how we can deal with that on a European level. Now, obviously, we can't hold our conference. So what we decided to do um, was to talk about the European Green Deal. So that this is an absolutely huge project being undertaken by the, the European Union. In fact, it's probably the biggest project they've ever undertaken and when you listen to, to the interviews we've recorded you, you really get an, exa- uh, an idea of the scale. Ursula von der Leyen who's the, the commission president said this is like our, our man on the moon moment for the EU so it really is colossal. So, so what we did was um, a series of five interviews all about the European Green Deal and, and the reason we went with an interview format rather than just getting people to, to make presentations was we found it was a little bit more dynamic and um, simply people speaking to the camera. And it also gave an opportunity for members of the public to send in some questions in advance, which I was able to push um, to the various speakers. That sounds absolutely brilliant. Um, and who have you actually like interviewed as part of the, the series? Yeah, like, so like I said, we we five interviews in, in total, and they all deal with, with different aspects. So the, the first one, uh, which went out on, on, on uh, Monday, the 2nd of November. Now, in a few moments, I'll tell you how you can view these. But for now, I'll just go through who's speaking. So the first interview was with Jonathan Claridge. Now, Jonathan's someone we deal with quite a lot. He's the head of communication at the European Commission representation in Ireland. And Jonathan, um, in that first interview, just gave a basic overview of the Green Deal itself, what its objectives are, and, and what are some of the different strands that make up the deal, especially the ones that have been implemented first. So that, that was the first interview. In the next one, then, I went on to speak to Patrick O'Reardon. Now, Patrick is also at the European uh, Commission representation, and he's, in a, he's an economic advisor. Um, he was talking about how the European Green Deal will actually be financed, and, and the figures are colossal. And he's also talking about the Just Transition Fund, which is very important because the European Green Deal is going to mean massive changes to the way we live and also to the economy. And we have to make sure it's a fair transition. Some people are going to be more affected than others, especially economically. It's a really interesting interview because economics isn't my strong point, but Patrick's a great way of not only making it simple, but making it really, really interesting. So that's the second interview. 
in the third one, we moved on to one that's actually very important for Fane Dog, and that's the farm-to-fork strategy. So uh, agriculture, and, and a huge amount of Fane Dog is actually agricultural. We, we don't often realise that. And for that interview, I spoke to Sinead McCarthy, uh, Dr. Sinead McCarthy, and she's a researcher at the National Food Centre, uh, Chagask. So she spoke about the changes that are coming, not only to uh, farming methods, but also, uh, I suppose, gave tips as well on how we can adapt our diets to make them more um, sustainable. Sustainable, and she yeah. Gave out, yeah, like, really fascinating statistics about like uh, about how in Ireland some of us may have very you know healthy diets but they're not very sustainable or some of us have unhealthy diets that are also not sustainable so really really interesting um, so moving on then the fourth the second last interview then was with um, Dublin MEP Kieran Cuff uh, from the Green Party so you know as expected Kieran is really knowledgeable about this and he spoke about the European climate law so this is that the law that you were bringing in to put all of this into practice and it sets kind of some of the, the deadlines and some of the expectations from, from member states. And then he also spoke about the biodiversity strategy. So mentioned things like forests and bogs, which is very specific to Ireland and other projects in, in places like the Burren. But that was very good. And then the final interview, which is going out as we speak in about 10 minutes time, obviously we're, we're, we're pre-recording this. Um, and that's um, with Aoife Sheridan from Fingal County Council. And Aoife is talking about the implications of the European Green Deal for Fingal at a local level and Ireland in general. And she, she talks about some of the projects that Fingal, Fingal are involved in, uh, recycling, that type of thing, recycling lanes, um, to, to make the Green Deal a reality at a local level. So that's, that's a summary of the, the five speakers we have. That sounds absolutely brilliant. Um... Yeah, I, I, even just, you know, as you say, there's huge implications there for, for everybody, you know, um, from businesses to, to ourselves, the way we live, you know, how we yep. how we get to and from work. Um, yeah, and... Uh, Absolutely, and, and you know, you're dead right, and if you listen to this series, you, you, you really get a sense of that, because all of the speakers make reference to, to, to what you were just saying there about the changes. Like I said, from our diet, as you say, to the way we travel, and to the economy, everything, packaging, you know, how our land is used. There's big changes on the way. But I think from what I heard listening to the interview, very positive changes. Yeah, and as you said, the, the I suppose one of the, the the more kind of interesting parts that I found was the as you said as you mentioned there the the just transition funds. You know how how um, ourselves as individuals and how businesses will you know be able to transform to become, I suppose, uh, carbon new or zero pollution Europe or carbon yeah. neutral or um, Absolutely. that type and, and of thing, was, you know? Yeah, Patrick O'Riordan is the one who went into detail on that, although they, I think all of the speakers made reference of the just transition. And, and I suppose we said there's going to be huge changes, but they have to be fair because some people are going to be more affected than this. People who work in, in the peat industries, for example, in the Midlands, are going to be massively affected because we're simply no longer going to be producing turf, so that there, there has to be a conversion there to something new. Uh, farmers are going to be impacted because a lot of their, their methods are going to change, a lot of their production is going to change. I mean, a huge amount of carbon is produced from cattle, for example, which is going to affect the beef industry. And, and not only in Ireland, in other countries as well. So it's to make sure that nobody's kind of left behind 
that that everyone that we transition to this different type of society and economy, but that but it, but everybody comes along with it and nobody's kind of loses out, I suppose. Yeah, it's hugely um, interesting uh, topics, and I suppose I'm looking forward to getting stuck into um, those interviews a little bit further. Where can I actually um, find them, and where can the the listeners yeah, find them if they wish to? Now, we've been broadcasting them kind of one a day, starting on the second November on, on our the Fingal Libraries and Europe Direct Blanchardstown Facebook channels. But if if you want to watch them back very simple just go to the Fingal Library's YouTube channel and that's something that we created actually kind of at the beginning of the, the, the very first lockdown as a way to kind of get our content up uh, online for people to see and it also provides a nice archive of everything we've done so simply just just go to YouTube look up Fingal Libraries you'll find our channel there and the the, uh, the whole if you go to our playlist and you'll see right at the top a playlist called European Green Deal interviews you go in there, you'll find all five of them that you can view on, on any kind of device, put them on in the background as you're, you know, cleaning or doing a bit of cooking or exactly, you know, yeah. whatever else you're doing and, and have a listen. They're well worth it, I have to say. Very, I mean, I, I learned a huge amount from them myself. Um, so, you know, I'd, I'd highly recommend to, to, to tune in. That's great, Barry. Uh, thanks very much. And do you just want to give us uh, the uh, contact information there again uh, for the Europe Direct Centre? Yeah, the, uh, here the, in the best way at the moment... Yeah, to contact us is by email. So Europe Direct at Fingal.ie. So if you have any queries, whether it be about the videos or feedback, or if you have just any questions about, like I said, it could be consumer issues or anything that you think could be related to the EU or where the EU could help, you know, make sure to get in contact with us. Like I said, we have been getting queries uh, since the, the, the beginning of the, the pandemic, you know, especially to do flights and things like that. So, you know, please don't don't hesitate to get in touch. That's great, Barry. Uh, thank you very, very much. Um, that's a, a hugely interesting subject that I'm, I'm looking forward to getting stuck into a little bit more, as I said, when I get home and get, as you say, the time uh, when I'm cooking or cleaning or where, whatever it may be. Yeah. And how have you yeah. been getting on yourself anyway? Uh, have you found uh, working from home in the last uh, couple of yeah, months? Yeah, well, I mean, like like everyone in, in libraries and around the countries, and you know, you're you're having to adapt, aren't you? And I, I suppose I spent the whole summer with a with a six year old here as well. So between you know trying to do the work and keep them occupied, it's been um, interesting, let's say. Multi but, multitasking is an is something new you can you can put down now. It. Yeah, I can go on my CV now. That there were times where I was, you know, kicking a ball while posting to Facebook, and, and I mean and I mean that. <laughs> so, so you know, that's, uh, but look, you know, and I think that lots of people in the libraries have been have been doing some great stuff uh, since it's all beginning. I mean, we we've been involved in other events as well. We had a bit what's called the Ask Europe series of interviews. Where I interviewed um, nine people in nine different European countries for Europe Day, and they spoke about their countries and life there and famous people from their countries, and that was really interesting. You know, for European Day of Languages, we, we actually connected in with a class at Cordoff National School and did some German storytelling with them. Brilliant. Um, you know, so there's been plenty, and, and, and people will know in, in the libraries in general, there's been tons going on. I, I've even done a bit of, bit of storytelling myself. Uh, from home, which has been great fun, I have to say. Were there, were there any uh, scary Halloween stories, or was? And it... there is. Well, I can tell you that a lot of people know my wife, Aurora Carroll, also works at the at the libraries, and she's been the one uh, making the the Halloween videos. So they'll be 
you know, they're all up online at the moment. So uh, I don't think she's too happy now looking at me, but uh, you, can, you, can, <laughs> you can find them all on YouTube as well. Um, and, and lots of other people have done great Halloween stuff. Yeah, there's, uh, there's been a, a huge amount of um, creative work gone in and, uh, it's all still available up on, as just, as uh, Barry says here, our um, YouTube channel, as well as our Facebook pages, our our Facebook page, our Twitter page, and Instagram as well. So, um, huge amount of great material there, um, to to get through and keep us entertained and occupied. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Barry, thank you very much. Um, hopefully see you again sometime in the near future. <laughs> I hope so, Andy. And yeah, thanks yeah, for with a bit of luck, there'll be good news with a vaccine in the next few, you know, hopefully weeks, months, you know. Here's the hope and fingers crossed. And, thank, hope. and thanks for, for coming on today um, and talking about the Europe Direct Centre and the, the Green Deal itself. It was uh, very insightful. Thank you very much. My, my pleasure, Andy. Thanks a million. Cheers, Barry. Take care. Look after yourself. Okay, bye and bye. everyone bye else, bye. take care at home. Bye.